Welcome to a new episode of Transitions, a podcast by Bustique. Waste treatment, bio-based materials, decarbonisation. In sustainable development, new trends are constantly emerging. Some of them could have a direct impact on the way Bustique works. And those are precisely the ones we'll be looking into this season. We'll be speaking to people who will help us understand these trends, to anticipate their evolution, and more importantly, their impact. Today, we'll address several key issues for the construction sector, such as decarbonisation, circularity, 3D printing, or the positive nature trajectory. And to tell us all about it, we have Magali Anderson, Chief Sustainability and Innovation Officer at Holsim. Holsim is a producer of building materials specialised in concrete, aggregates and cement, but also associated services. Sustainability is an integral part of their entire operational business, which puts Holsim in direct contact with many trends that have the potential to profoundly transform the industry. And it's these trends that we will explore in this episode. Hi Magali, thank you for joining us today. Hello, I'm very happy to be here and share this moment together. So, let us begin. Magali, could you talk us through the four trends I mentioned earlier? These are the four big trends that are completely, I'm not going to say in fashion because fashion is not really the word, but they are the trends that must be followed because it's more than a passing fad. These are very important. I'd say what's missing amongst these trends is the social side. I think with the whole climate part, we forget about the nature part because we're so busy talking about the climate. 3D printing is about thinking of new ways of building. I think the social part, the impact the way we build has on people, is also an important topic. That's very clear. Thank you so much. So, 3D printing is one of the trends that you're already implementing. What are the results? L'impression 3D... 3D printing has several axes. If we talk about decarbonisation, we are now able to print the same object with up to 70% less material than before for the same effect. So for example, we're associated with GE to make the bottom of wind turbines and we not only make them higher with less concrete, but in addition, they produce about 25% more electricity. So the decarbonisation part is very important. Now I can explain the societal part. What we did in 3D printing quite recently, we were the first to print a school in Malawi. So you should know that in Malawi, they are lacking around 40,000 classrooms. But thanks to 3D printing, you can now print the walls of a school in 18 hours. Thanks to 3D printing, we should be able to overcome the societal gap, the societal challenge, in a much shorter time than by using traditional methods. We've just launched the largest program of houses, affordable houses, in Kenya, creating 52 houses using 3D printing. You should know that today, there are about 1.2 billion people in Kenya who don't have a roof over their heads, and that's not going to improve with the urbanization that's coming. So 3D printing for me is not in competition in the sense that instead of putting men to work, we're using machines. It's not about that. It's rethinking the way we build. And I think that in terms of a construction disruptor, 3D printing is the best thing we've done in the last 100 years. And what's the main challenge you're facing? Is it sharing these trends within the industry? Today, 
I believe that the biggest challenge is working together. It's the famous value or chain. That is to say that I have an innovation, for example, build differently, to build with fewer materials. But I don't necessarily discuss this with other players in the construction industry. Up until now, I was mostly paid to sell as much concrete as possible. So when I get to say I want to build more with less material, I really want to do it, because it's the only solution to really decarbonize. I need to have a different discussion. We're talking about design, how to use materials differently. So I think the biggest challenge in this vertical discussion throughout the value chain, from the people who make the standards, the constructions, the producers of materials, etc. At the moment, we're not where we need to be and it needs to happen. For example, on a une fondation qui, qui fête ses 20 ans euh, de construction durable. For example, we have a foundation that is celebrating 20 years of sustainable construction. And in this foundation, we talk a lot with architects. And again, we don't necessarily do this because we want to sell more concrete. That's not the point. The goal is to rethink how to build better. We work with our competitors on these issues through our association called the Global Cement and Concrete Association. So, for example, we announced our roadmap for 0 to 2050, and I was one of the two people who was leading on this. And we thought that the entire industry has to move. It's great that Wholesome is moving and evolving, and I do like to be the best, the first. On the other hand, if we really want to save, I'm not going to say save the planet because the planet is fine, but save life on this planet. The whole industry will have to evolve and make changes. So we really need to let go of this competitive mindset. I think we have to have humility and think that a company that is the best and stands alone can't exist anymore. So all we have to do is work together at the level of the value chain with startups in open source. So are these trends that we've mentioned likely to impact Bostique? Well, I think they impact absolutely everyone. So Bostique autant que les autres. But when we look at Bostique, Yes, I think they impact absolutely everyone. So Bostik just as much as all the others. But let's look at Bostik and their activity around mineral binders, for example. When we talk about everything that is mortars, plasters, etc., I think that it's taking a decarbonization approach, but also thinking about a circular economy. That's the obvious way to go. For me, it's an evidence. It's not even a question. It's an evidence. You have to go. And not go, it's taking a risk. In fact, what is often there's no question about it. You have to go. And to not go is to take a risk. As the chairman of Holson often says, it's a matter of survival. And not to go is taking the risk that someone will do it for you. So that's the short term. And if we look at the medium term, we've talked about 3D printing and its potential. And when looking at both product and process, perhaps Bostic also has a role to play in this trend. It's super important because, as I said, we are not saying we're going to replace workers with printers. We are saying we are completely rethinking how we build, and so we're putting a lot of effort into it. So Bostic could have a role to play, and why not with Wholesome, on both subjects. And would you say that these trends have an impact on the listener or the end customer? Yes, I think more and more. At least I hope so. I always draw a parallel with food. There are more and more people who are willing to pay more for food because they want to buy organic. And so I tell myself, if they have this thought process when it comes to food, if we explain to them what we are capable of doing in construction so that they can live in a much more carbon-free way by reducing their footprint, 
I think that a lot of people will be willing to listen. Par exemple, quand on a lancé notre marque mondiale Ecopact, euh, qui est un béton avec 30% de CO2. So, for example, when we launched our global brand Ecopact, which is a concrete with 30% less CO2 than the country, everyone told me when I arrived in my post, everyone said there's no market, forget it, there's no market. But it's incredible. We've now deployed it in 24 or 25 markets in a year and a half. And our goal is that it will represent 25% of our sales in 2025. At the end of last year, in December, in India it represented 15 or 20% of our sales. And we don't necessarily think of India as a country that is at the forefront in terms of decarbonization. So I do believe that the market exists. So no, we, we decided, let's go for it. And when I see the results of our first quarter of sales, which I can't share unfortunately, as it's confidential, I think we're going to blow it all up in the green concrete sales. I really do. So if we had to remember only one thing from these four trends, from everything you've told us about, what would it be? I would just say that we are living in a great time and that everything is in place. The customers, the governments making pledges, the activists, everything is there. And I think that if we don't take this opportunity to change this world of construction, it would be completely criminal. And we won't be able to look our children in the eyes in 20 or 30 years. Sadly, we've reached the end of our episode. Magali, thank you so much for telling us more about these trends and their potential. Ben, merci beaucoup, ce fut un plaisir. Au revoir. Thank you, it was my pleasure. Goodbye. And for those listening, thank you for joining us. And don't miss out on the next episode when we'll look into yet another emerging trend. See you soon.